Welcome to Fields of Consciousness, the podcast for consciousness conversations with your host, myself, Jeffrey Stegman. And Clayton Stedman. As consciousness explorers and founders of Focus Life Force Energy, we're here to bring a holistic approach to consciousness and share practical examples of how you can take your life to the next level. From your dreams to your manifested reality, let's explore together how consciousness interacts with our everyday experiences. In this episode, we enter the new year together and discuss the art and science of manifestation or how to create the life that you choose. Hello, everyone. In the celebration and contemplation of the new year, we're excited to be here with you and sharing this high consciousness, powerful manifesting process. Great to be with you again and with you, Clayton. So Clayton, what what is manifestation? People talk about it a lot and it'd be great to, to you know go into what is it really? Well, in a practical way, it's it's just the ability to create what you and what you intend on the positive side and of course on the challenging side, it's creating the things you don't uh, you don't want or don't intend, which is one of the uh one of the big parts of manifestation is we can learn a lot about how we manifest both on the positive and negative by just looking at our lives. So humans are powerful co-creators and manifestation is about creating uh, a conscious positive reality. If we're consciously good at <laughs> manifesting. <laughs> so Clayton, do you, do you think that both, consciously manifesting the positive things in your life and unconsciously manifesting maybe not so positive are like have equal power? That's a good question. I would say, uh, I would say yes. Um, we create what we focus on, whether we want it or not. And the mm -hmm. focusing of negativity uh, creates just as much, in the universe as the focusing on positivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's mm -hmm. a, there's probably a lot more to say about that. I mean, the nature of the, the nature of the universe is that it's a positive place. Uh, otherwise we would have all self-destructed. And so <laughs> there, we might have to dig a bit deeper on that one. So that truth, mm -hmm. if we were measuring it in kinesiology might not be the highest way to express it. So we'll mm -hmm. have to, uh, have to dig into that one a bit deeper. I know we've heard from, from FLFE customers that things were manifesting quickly in the high consciousness field and they were having to watch with their thoughts because some, some of it wasn't what they wanted, but what they didn't want. So that's a, it really is an interesting truth to, to, to know about and pay attention to. Yeah. You know, the old saying was great power comes great responsibility. And when you're in a high consciousness field for a long period of time, typically your consciousness will go up. Uh, you can't guarantee that because people have free will. 
And when your consciousness goes up, you have more power and you're just creating faster. So mm-hmm. the good news is you're creating faster. And uh, the bad news <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, you're creating faster. So. So one of the, you know, we read a lot of books and we test the truth of those books. And um, one of one of my favorites won't go into to the author, but it, it really talks about manifesting as a multidimensional process, um, really in the dream world or the astral realm, that all of you know our emotions, our thought forms, and we've talked about thought forms a lot in these episodes, and how sometimes they're not our thought forms, but but they're coming through our system. And visions, you know, dreams or visions of what we want. Maybe they're daydreams. That they they exist in as a reality in in this dream world. Maybe at different levels of intensity, um, depending on how much energy we put into it. Like you're saying, like we put a lot of energy into not wanting something. It's still showing up there, and. Um, in that high consciousness field or when we rise in consciousness personally, and we'll, we'll get more into that later, but there's just more power and more intensity to that image or thought form or uh, emotion. And then, you know, as it gets more density, then it comes into manifestation. just wanted to throw that out there. That's something I was just kind of reading up on uh, before we got on to like, that's um, maybe one, I'm not saying it's the absolute truth, but it's maybe one way to think about how it's happening. Um, so what, what about, you know, physical things, um, relationships? Are you, you know, consciously manifesting in all those areas, Clayton? Like, Trucking campers and things like that, you know, on yeah. the physical side. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the ways we can uh, practice the art and science of manifesting is to choose something physical that we intend to uh, create or attract. And by that, you know, it just means buying it. Sometimes it's just creating the resources to to bring it into into your life. And uh, the physical is a really great place to practice that. And so, for a lot of people, as we're you know focusing on things or some stuff, you know, that we want to get. So as we get older, it seems that we, uh, we have too much stuff. And certainly as a society, there's a lot of decluttering gurus out there. And the one that I've followed recently is uh, Marie Kondo. She uh, seems to be quite delightful. And um, so once we've got enough stuff, then oftentimes the, the manifesting focuses on our state or uh, focusing on relationships that we want to create or experiences that we want to have in the world. So that process, Jeff, where you talked about the, you know, the dream world or the higher vibrational experience, bringing it into, you know, the 3D or 4D reality, whatever you consider we're living in, or maybe we're you know, living in both at the same time. Um, that is a, um, that's just part of how it works. Typically, it starts as an idea, as an intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, made started as a, some people would think of it as imagination. We become more specific in our asking, and um, one of the distinctions that's 
worth mentioning is that you can ask to receive it joyfully versus receiving it with a lot of hard work and maybe suffering. So the more specific we get, the higher the odds are that we'll receive it in a way that we're consciously intending. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot to it, and we're just kind of scratching the surface here, and we'll get into the process that we've created together and share it with all mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that distinction about joyfully versus suffering in the receiving of it, uh, in the manifesting is, uh, I, I just love that. You know, I think one of my phrases is, you know, suffering is optional, at least the way when I, when I look at my life and how I, I move forward. It's not always, it doesn't always happen, but it's definitely the uh, intention I'm holding that suffering is optional. Yeah. I think the universe is pretty neutral about it. It, You know, you can bring it into manifestation uh, in multiple different ways. And Mm -hmm. um, if you're not consciously choosing to do it a certain way, you could be unconsciously choosing to do it a certain way. And the way we Mm -hmm. know the way we know what's going on in our head is really what's going on in our life. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always the conversation about how do you interpret that, but uh, I think that's a pretty good principle to work on. We're All of us are manifesting right now in our lives, and the life we have around us is the result of our thinking mm-hmm. and our actions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to be willing to take action. That is, uh, that's part of the, part of the deal down here on earth. And, um, <laughs> But our thinking is, you know, our thinking does affect things. You know, negative thoughts tend to de-energize us. It's harder to take action. Positive thoughts tend to energize us and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, encourages action or creates resource- resourcefulness for action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, and that trust trusting of the universe is part of, you know, how how to manifest this idea of, um, you know, in our positive, in our positive, uh, um, visions, emotions, um, imagination, you know, specific asking, like you're saying and receiving it with, with joyfully and then trusting that's the case. And, uh, you know, it could be a, a separate podcast on shadow that we talk about mm-hmm. those unconscious patterns you know, for me at this point in my life, I've got a big to-do list and, um, you know, I don't, what, uh, consciously intending or manifesting and asking it for it to come in without being on my to-do list would be, mm. you know, something to, for me to keep in mind. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We all have our, we all have our patterns. Eh? Um, mm-hmm. It seems like the universe is pretty neutral about how we create things. It's just there to reflect back the inner world that we that we we create, mm-hmm. um, and you know mm-hmm. some people create a story that the universe is basically a negative place or or it's a positive place. If I'm going to lean anyway, I'm going to say it's a positive place just because of what we mm-hmm. said before that if it wasn't a positive place, it would have destroyed itself. Um, that's you know we're getting kind of into a more of a more philosophical conversation about the place we live in and, and if we see the place we live in as a, as a person, if it's, if it's negative, then um, it makes it harder to create, create joy. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good to check those basic assumptions. So we just wanted to go back to the basics here and mm-hmm. give us uh, give us all a chance to look at our own view of the world, especially when there's a lot of change in the world, which which maybe there always is, but certainly right now, I think that's pretty safe to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to hit these basics and, you know, that being, being really clear about what it is and how is, is great. Uh, and trusting the universe to be neutral and, and to bring it into us as we ask or better, you know, mm. it's always the or better. And then start to look for those signs or those synchronicities. Yeah, synchronicities seem to be reminders that we're, we are in alignment on the path. Mm. Yeah. What was that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago? Synchronicities are the language of the divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think sign pointers or signposts was, was another similar one mm-hmm. that they're pointing out. They're pointing out things for us that are the flow of the flow of creation, you know, in the, in the, in the divine flow. Yeah. Some people see it through numbers, you know, they see it on their clock. They'll notice a certain time. I mean, we had a lady who used to work in the office. It was always like 11, 11, you know, or one eleven, or, you know, yeah. And every time she'd seen that on the clock, she'd stand up in the office and yell out, you know, one eleven. we're doing it. <laughs> it was her thing. Yeah. His character. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about uh, state and maintaining our state while we're manifesting, being in a place of gratitude typically mm-hmm. will keep us uh, happy and appreciative. Uh, gratitude is energizing. Of course, frustration is de-energizing. So staying in a place of being grateful for the things that are coming to us will tend mm-hmm. to attract more good. That may be self-evident, but uh, it's probably worth saying if, if you're very frustrated with your manifestation process, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to create more frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be grateful for it, even if you're not getting what you want. And um, that's more likely going to move you towards it than being frustrated. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the the details of the um, our magnetizing process, which is on the website, and there will be a, a link in in the notes here, so you don't don't have to uh, to write it down when we get into the details. And that that staying in a uh, positive state, yeah, that's really that that's really important for me, and and just paying attention to that during the manifesting process. You know, like, because sometimes it's easy if it's been a situation that you want to change and there's been some tough parts about it in the past to not carry that forward uh, into the manifesting process, but to bring in that gratitude and, and I think as we'll get into the higher power, mm-hmm. you know, the, the power of a much higher consciousness field than we have personally, you know, that, um, adds a tremendous amount of energy to the, to the manifesting. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, the spiritual will could, could be the key for, for many people in, in taking their manifestation to the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So we've got some details here in a process. I guess we should start um, start going through it. Um, so typically, if you're going to begin the manifestation process, you need to take some time to decide what you're going to manifest. You know, sometimes it's really evident that what you want to create is something you haven't had, or you want to create more of something. But it's just pausing and reevaluating your life, and perhaps writing out the ideal life. Most people find writing things on paper creates more clarity or typing them up in a computer or a tablet mm. or your cell phone, whatever, uh, just having it in writing creates, uh, creates a type of accountability between you and the universe. And so writing it down, that's one of the basics. And uh, you want to pick mm -hmm. up the next one, Jeff? Yeah, I really like that the writing mm -hmm. process for me. It seems to me that's where I connect, you know, most. And, um, you know, for in the FLFE, you know, programs and things yeah. that we do, the information. So the writing really has helped me. And then you can always come back to it. And as we said, and we're doing, we're going through sort of the, 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 the quick notes, and then we're going to get into the really detailed mm -hmm. process next. Um, after talking about the general principles, um, is asking help for a higher power. You know, that's, as we said, that's spiritual will versus personal will. And, um, wow, that can really supercharge things. Uh, and it's, um, you know, our level of consciousness. So we look at level of consciousness as, as power, you know, Dr. David Hawkins map of consciousness you know, each points point upwards is 10 times more energy present, more, more energy available or power available for us to, to, uh, envision and manifest our lives. Um, so that, that helps going up in consciousness, being in a high consciousness field. And then if addition, in addition to that, you're calling on a higher power, which so spiritual will on the Hawkins map, was it, is it 850, Clayton? Where does that land? Yeah. So typically our ability to manifest, well, not typically, our ability to manifest is at our own level of consciousness. So mm -hmm. the higher your level of consciousness, the quicker you manifest and the larger scale uh, you, that you can manifest. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, working more uh, definitely matters. And so there's, mm -hmm. uh, there is a, there is a, a, a dance we do between maintaining a high state and taking action. Mm, and mm -hmm. um, if you overwork, you tend to have a lower state. And if you can, you know, if you can work the long hours that things sometimes need to come into manifestation and maintain your state, then you're, you know, you're better off and you're likely going to create things more quickly. So if you're at a 500 level of consciousness on the Hawkins map, then you'll create, you'll be able to create at that level, depending on your ability to take action. So there's not only the level of consciousness, but your level of functioning, if you will, how, how you function. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. spiritual will, when you ask for something greater than yourself, it does calibrate at 850, Jeff. So that's 500 to the power of 350. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a very big jump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what that might look like is if you have a mission that serves you and something beyond you, then, uh, then there's a power in that as well. If it's just for your own self, 
then you know, there's nothing wrong with that per se. Mm-hmm. And your ability mm-hmm. to manifest will increase if you can tie it to the greater good. Mm. Or in, if, if it's in the highest and best interest of all creation, so to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we have the... Uh, well, I feel blessed to be in FLFE and have the mission that we have mm-hmm. and that, that, you know, things we do there tied, tied to that mission of, you know, the optimal, the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness. So that always, you know, anyway, I'm just really glad to be in a mission oriented company like we are. Um, yeah. The action part's interesting. Uh, when you look at someone like Ama, the hugging saint and mm-hmm. she's a, in the 850 range herself and then her functionings in that similar, yeah. similar level that, she, and you look at her organization and the, you know, the universities and the bathrooms all over India and all of the hospitals and all of the things they've created that kind of flow from her vision, uh, her manifesting. It's like, wow, you know, that's, she's the gold standard for me for, high level of consciousness, high level of functioning and manifesting uh, a lot of good in the world. Yeah, it's a great example. I mean, we've both seen her uh, a couple times, I think. And um, mm-hmm. what she's created is really extraordinary. Um, there's other people who create big things in the world. I mean, each generation has typically business leaders that we all, well, some of us look to as um, as examples of the ability to, to create a company, which, you know, in this world uh, today, probably business has more power than government, it seems. You know, in the past, it was the arts, maybe in the Renaissance area. Before that, it was uh, it was probably the church. And then there's a, you know, different times in history, government might have uh, most of the influence. And it seems that business right now and uh, Business and economic policy probably has the biggest influence on mm-hmm. on the culture, but like probably business, depending how you look at it. Mm-hmm. So having these uh, people who are examples, I mean, if you're looking at a from a consciousness point of view I, and, and a functioning point of view, I would say that Alma would be one of the top people on the planet. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that taking taking action. I mean, the planning is very important to maybe putting some milestones out there and action steps, but that taking that physical action, whether it's, you know, going to a meeting, writing that email or uh, whatever it is that takes you closer to that, to your vision, that's, that's a principle that is just over and over. I've seen that work in FLFE where we've, we've, you know, we've had a vision of something we wanted to create. And as soon as we take that step, then the, the synchronicity start, you know, the people show up and, um, I've, I've got a great example in the FLFE research team. And so we, we took the steps of, you know, we had this, we have this vision of having, uh, an evidence page on the FLFE website that is, uh, just so full of evidence and different levels of evidence that it's, it's just, um, We'll stand up to any scientists, you know, mm-hmm. look at it and we'll really help people to, you know, understand FLFV and how it works and just go forward with a free trial and, and become a subscriber. 
and um, and we formed the research team, and we've got a very high level research team, and I like wanting to have more like you know boots on the ground is one way to say mm-hmm. it more like doing you know more getting things done and um, you know that we needed some other person on the team that could really work and get things done well um, here comes um, a CRS candidate for our customer service who had an incredible research background she's she's you know writing her PhD she's been doing research um, in uh, focus groups which could work really well with FLFE and now she's on the research team and it was just like it just came in so effortlessly there was no suffering involved with that manifestation of the bala into the team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sort of almost came from left field. We, it, we had the intention, but it, I don't think that was one we wrote down and talked about as much as other things that, and, and it mm-hmm. did show up and it sort of seems to be mm-hmm. going yeah, really well. Mm-hmm. So keeping a journal is another, you know, general principle sort of, you know, we can send out these, these, um, as Abraham Hicks says, these, these rockets of, you know, intention. Um, and you know, it may, may come in and we may just have forgotten about it and Mm -hmm. didn't write it down or didn't keep a journal. And so that's another principle is, is just keeping track of what you're noticing related to the, the vision and, uh, kind of part of trusting the universe and, um, in gratitude and appreciation that, yeah, oh yeah, this did happen. I can be grateful for it. Yeah. Part of trust in the universe for me is to assume that the universe is neutral about what I want to create or is positive and that it's leading me towards that all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to really look at what's showing up in my life and assume that it is, um, for the, for the, you know, eventually for the purpose of the achieving the mission or achieving mm-hmm. the goal. And it may not look like it and I may not like it, but mm-hmm. sometimes the universe is giving us the lesson that we need to learn to manifest it and to sustain it. Mm-hmm. So the journal is, uh, or writing it in some place is a way to go back and look at the patterns it's going to be mm-hmm. easy to forget the pattern in the, just the busyness of day-to-day life. But if you have a place to, um, to go back and look at what you specifically wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are part of masterminds. Masterminds can be really helpful. And that's another place where you speak, you know, you speak your vision to other people and they give you feedback about what you're saying and about your state and you know, mm-hmm. the journey that you're on towards it. So having a you know a group of people around you that uh, can remind you of where you're at on the path and you know encourage you once in a while, maybe hold you you know maybe there's some accountability in there. Having a coach mm-hmm. or a, a counselor, um, there's some other you know some other resources that might help. Like having a pro having a I noticed in our company Jeff having a um, um, having a project manager, it's like, yeah, you put it in a project management spreadsheet and you start working on it and there is no vagueness, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's been a whole other level of like, what's the reality of creating this? And, you know, and a lot of times you have to let other things go just to make room, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you really mm-hmm. want this, then, you, you know, and you're saying you want all these other things, how much time and attention can you give it? So a lot of times it's, you know, when you really get down to making the list and looking at what it's going to take, some things have to come off the list. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, at least in terms of the amount of time you put into them, you, you know, it's great to be open to the universe, giving it in a way that is, you know, effortless and without any time required on your part. And if that works, great. And if it doesn't, then, you know, go to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. always just come to you with, with ease like that. Usually, I usually have to put a lot of work into it. And you, know, you don't want to careful what you say right we're getting into managing our mind here it's pretty easy mm-hmm. to say that you're going to have to work really hard to get something and you know it may end up that way that may be the way it ends up and oftentimes it seems it does end up that way mm-hmm. and you know be careful what you what you say to yourself because if you say mm-hmm. you're going to have to work hard to receive it then you're going to increase the odds of working hard to receive it mm-hmm. and there is a bit of a there's always a bit of a caveat in here because uh, of karma. Now, whether you believe mm-hmm. in previous incarnations or uh, or not, you know, karma is the you know it's the feedback loop of the universe. And if you have mm-hmm. a lot of good karma with deeds you've done that maybe aren't related to this thing you're in manifesting or this experience mm-hmm. or this type of relationship, if you have a lot of positive karma. You might just be able to receive that with. Um, I guess grace would be the word, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. grace is maybe the last thing I'll I'll uh, I'll talk about here, and you can hand it hand over to you, Jeff. Is mm-hmm. um, you know, grace is the wild card, the grace of divinity, a higher power, the universe, asking for the grace of that highest power you can imagine to bless you with this manifestation. If it's for your, if it's for your, uh, if it's for your highest good. Mm-hmm. is you know another just another way to look at asking help from a higher power to consciously call upon the grace that is mm-hmm. that we believe is available in the universe mhm i've certainly experienced that where you know something i thought was going to take a lot of work and a lot of time is just done you know it just appears you know a bit like the the research team edition i mean it just appeared mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't have to think about it, do a lot of work, sift through resumes. She just, she just appeared and it was beautiful. Yeah. I think part of that was from the high consciousness field that we invested in, in, in the research team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we spent a lot of time front loading that whole, I'm going to use the mm-hmm. term front loading that whole um, group of people. And mm-hmm. so when you drop something in an extremely high consciousness container, it tends to come to manifestation quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like an attractor field, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, and we, we call our process magnet magnetization because it's like a, <clears throat> like a magnet for, 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 uh, intentions to manifest. So that's what we'll be getting into the real details of that. And that's what you have linked in what we have linked in the show notes for, for, for you listeners. Um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. The whole, the grace that it can be easy and it's kind of back to, it can be easy and without suffering and 
and come to us just, uh, um, but asking for it is really the key, mm-hmm. it seems. Um, and I do like this idea of manifesting as <clears throat> an evolutionary process. Like you were saying that um, sometimes things need to come up out of our unconscious to be healed. So it's a pattern that might show up, um, you know, that we feel like it has to be hard or that we have to have a long to-do list and there's lots of work to do. Uh, in my case, um, that those patterns keep coming up and it, and healing that, transcending those, um, brings us forward in the manifesting and it brings us forward in our evolutionary path at the same time towards more freedom and more joy in our life. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we just aren't the person that can manifest what we're intending. And mm-hmm. we don't know that about ourselves. So do we, we just keep getting lessons. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't, you know, if you're not able to to create what you're intending, you can either persist mm-hmm. with it, which sometimes is the answer. And sometimes the answer is to change what you're intending to, mm-hmm. you know, instead mm-hmm. of, um, if you're looking for a certain type of car, we'll just do something physical. We can all relate to if it's a certain type of car and it's, and, uh, you know, if it, it costs a certain amount and, you know, we just don't make that kind of money and we're taking the bus or walking, you know, maybe taking the bus and walking is good, good for us, maybe good for the environment. But for some people, they just, the way that the place they live, they need a car. So you can, you know, you can start up with one vehicle and you can upgrade, right? But if you're if you're walking for, you know, and it's causing a huge problem in your family, and you can afford some type of car, maybe you should get some type of car and keep moving, and and mm-hmm. break that goal down into into into, you know, manageable, achievable uh, pieces that you can you can do, mm-hmm. and that the positivity mm-hmm. of having something working and moving forward can can oftentimes bring it into quicker fruition rather than saving and saving and saving forever, you know, no, well, forever, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how long that is for you. Mm-hmm. That's something I tend to do. I tend to, you know, set a goal for something that I want and then I'm, I'm not doing, you know, if we're talking about a truck and camper earlier, I'd like to do a lot more camping, spend a lot more time outside and having a truck and camper for me, because we work quite a bit, it just makes it really easy. You know, you go out, you park, then you can go for that hike. You can go fishing. You can do what you want and you come back. You don't have a lot of, you know, you're not setting up. You're not taking down your tent. You can go inside if it's raining. It's just comfortable and easier. And, uh, you know, if you want this ultimate, you know, uh, expedition rig and you're saving for that for like 10 years, well, how about you're not going, ca- you're not, and you're not going camping in those 10 years. That's probably <laughs> not what you want to create. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Well, I really appreciate about you is the is the research you do, you know, and the vision of the of like the best, you know, like the ultimate way of going forward. And then the way we tend to work well together is, you know, like well, let's take a few let's let's yeah. do this first and get going. Um, been the uh, keep it moving guy. You're the keep but, it moving guy. But I really appreciate the the you know the the best vision of where we you know we want to end up you know that the research is there and the uh it's not compromised you know at the is the end goal and then we can work our way there yeah yeah there's a certain amount of idealism that needs to be tempered but it's 
nice to have the idealism yeah mm-hmm. somewhere i mean is there anything more about the unintentional manifestation that we want to talk about before we move on to sort of the, the new year's resolution intention no, i think we've really covered it i mean if you if you're a if you are around complaining people you know um people that are negative about life tends to rub off if your self-talk is negative you know it's negative then you're you're actually manifesting the negativity it's you know a lot of us don't think about it that way um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's an unintentional aspect of we're always manifesting so just have a look at your life and if there's things in your life that aren't what you want then i think it's good to assume you're creating them mm-hmm. and that way you get a chance to look at yourself and you're not a victim to the world because if you're not creating what what you want and you think the world's out to get you then you're a victim and a victim isn't mm-hmm. a great state to be in mm-hmm. yeah 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 produces yeah. more of the same yeah well, I've been impressed through the years we've been together of with your new year process. You know, the time you take to 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 do your intentions for the new year. Um, so, what what do you? How do you do that? I mean, there's near there's kind of the common New Year's resolutions that people do at a party or maybe you know New Year's Day. Um, which could you talk about your process Glenn? yeah well for, for me i spent a lot of time studying different uh cyclic systems we'll call it so mm-hmm. uh one of the you know example of that is astrology a lot of people talk about astrology and um uh, one of the s- systems i studied was a numerology based system mm-hmm. and for me the the year has a real intelligence to it based upon that the system that i studied and so um, when I'm planning the next year, uh, I have a, I believe, an insight or the system has an insight into the qualities that are available in that year that I can sort of align myself with. Mm. And so that's probably why I take a little more time um, than most people around that. And I look at the cycle influence and then... You know, I look at where I'm at with my life and what is most likely to come into fruition that next year. Mm. So, uh, you know, some years, you know, there's years of sowing, there's years of reaping, you know, there's Mm. years when you're kind of working on your own with your own will and just, you know, taking care of details is another focus, right? And then, Mm -hmm. then there's time to go and get the harvest and there's time to rest. So, um, yeah, so typically I'll, I'll look at what that influence is in the year, year to come. And then, um, I'll do the standard things, you know, I'll write out what I intend to create and try to t- try to break it down into uh, some, you know, manageable pieces. And then I'll look at, you know, what can I do in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, you know, fourth quarter, yeah. um, yeah, and more and more as I get mm-hmm. as I get older, I tend to leave more room to adjust than I used to. Mm-hmm. That's something I think is it's good to uh, 
to pay attention to. And if you're so busy doing, um, then you might not have enough resources, which is, you know, time, energy, and money, right? To pay attention Mm -hmm. to uh, your state. And maintaining your state mm-hmm. seems, just seems to be more and more important. Maybe it's as I get older, my goals are more state-oriented than stuff-oriented. So having mm-hmm. space in your life to uh, to reflect and to look at what's showing up and then adjusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's been a theme the last you know probably five years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's an area for me as well to really slow down. We're really working on slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To pay attention to my state and stay in a stay in a grateful high state, loving state. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of environmental things out out there in the world that um um you know can can take you down some different roads that might lead you into a less than grateful and loving state. So it's it's really uh seems even more important these days to to take some time and to plan maybe it's part of the intention for the year is is to, to have that time to to really to meditate to do those things uh you know maybe it's being out in nature like you said mm. um that really work to have that grateful loving state and 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 better be there for us yeah I mean, we talk a lot about consciousness in FLFE. So, you know, having a goal of a certain level of consciousness is mm-hmm. really related to having a certain state. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. world oftentimes doesn't talk in, you know, levels of consciousness. More people probably talk about state than that. And other people would just refer to it as being happy, being joyous, being at peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a map of consciousness like Dr. David Hawkins created, which was a, a big reference point for us. And you can measure your level of consciousness. You know, anytime you can uh, measure things, uh, it's harder to hide out, right? If you're writing it down and reviewing it, it's harder mm-hmm. to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, your ego just mm-hmm. loves vagueness. So uh, if you can create uh, something really clear, then mm-hmm. this or better. Then it's it, mm-hmm. and you review that once in a while. Then it uh, as often as you need to to keep yourself uh, in the, in the in the zone. Mm-hmm. Then uh, yeah, you're much more likely to achieve it or mm-hmm. or change it because if you're working really hard and it's not happening, you got to really check in with yourself. Is mm-hmm. is it is the goal right? Do I need to to alter it or do I need to just persist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just persistence. Yeah. And Clayton, you said, or better, mm-hmm. you know, this, this plan or better. And I know, uh, you know, I feel sometimes, and it maybe it's part, just part of the human condition where we have this, um, unconscious part of our mind. We have our unconscious part of ourselves and this conscious part that, that, um, maybe we don't envision all that could happen, you know, that like we, we have a limited view of what I want, but it's 20, it's hugely differently um, better that we're not even imagining or thinking about. Yeah. In fact, I think we had a, we had a great example of that today or just be, as we were planning this. Um, one of the people we work with, Maria, was looking to buy another, uh, she had a convertible uh, BMW and she sold it 
and to get something else that uh, she thought she might like more. And she went back to the convertible BMW uh, or another convertible BMW. And it was uh, an M model, Jeff. It was a Z, uh, Z4M. Yeah. Or I guess in the States you'd say a Z4, uh, Z4M. And I don't think she realized how different the M series uh, BMW was than the regular model. And um, we're kind of chuckling about that earlier because Jeff's owned a few BMWs and uh, we're both gearheads. So we know the difference between a regular BMW and an M model. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good example of this or better. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I had one of these cars. I really liked it. I bought something else. It's like, I want, I want to go back to what I had, but I go back and it's like way better. It's the <laughs> M model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to, a conference recently and my intention was to meet people and to um you know to to promote flfe to find those partners as people that we could really work with and advance um you know our our, our being out in the world and was way there were some things that were just way better that i just didn't expect like this you know meeting someone that wants to take us into a whole, a country that we're not in, mm-hmm. you know, at all. And, um, which could, you know, it could be huge for us. So I couldn't have thought of that. It just, it just, uh, was or better. So leaving that room in the description that we write that we, you know, when we're writing it, it's got that or better space left for that to happen and not some narrow, outcome that that's all we think we want yeah it's the the miracle zone i guess we might you might call that yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so let, let's talk about the magnetizing process so mm-hmm. when we were um, when we were creating this um, style of manifesting we used kinesiology to measure the level of consciousness of different ways to manifest. And we call it magnetizing because we believe that um, um, humans are a type are magnetic. When you're really clear about what you want, you tend to bring things towards you. You attract them. Mm-hmm. There is, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go to work uh, as well. That's, you know, going out in the world and doing our thing. But there's also the magnetic part, which we've been referring to mm-hmm. all the way along, you know, asking the higher power for help, being clear about what we want. And so for those of you who are students of Dr. David Hawkins, um, the level of consciousness of this process is 997 out of 1,000. And we've had this process on our website for three or four years, and we haven't figured out how to get it to 1,000 out of 1,000. So um, maybe one of you will figure out what's missing here. But we've you know, we spent a lot of time on it, and it's pretty thorough. And there's some unique, uh, I'd say unique, there's, there's one particular process in manifestation that uh, tends to be debatable or maybe controversial. And so we're going to talk about that in detail and what our research indicates in terms of how to use that, that part of the brain or that part of your visualization power in terms of creating what you want. So there's something we think that is a principle that um, is talked about a lot and different people have different belief systems. So the power of kinesiology 
potentially is to is to measure the truth of belief systems. So I think that'll be interesting to talk about that aspect, Jeff, when we get into into that piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, this is in the show notes. There's a link, and we're going to go into really the details of this magnetizing process. Well, again, you have to do you have to decide on what you what you're intending. And I'm really careful with my words in this because if you just if you say you you are wanting something, mm. then wanting creates more wanting. Mm. So you decide on what you're intending to create. You don't decide on what you want. It gets to be subtle, but if you're looking for those Hawkins students out there, if you're looking to get things up into the high 900s, you've got to be really uh, granular about examining the exact mm. words, and that's why we. We have the show notes, and it'll be on the on the website and accessible through different media. So that's it's very specific, and you can go back to it if you want and 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 look at the specific language because it's there for a reason. So you have to choose, and you have to choose who you want to be, uh, choose what you want to do, and choose the things that you intend to have. And there's lots of resources in the world to help us with that. But, uh, but the standard in, in goal setting is the SMART acronym, which is specific, uh, measurable, achievable, realistic, and, and tangible, or some people say time-specific. And this process we're taking you through includes and transcends that, that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, another big piece of this, I'll hand this next step off to you, Jeff, is to uh, be really conscious about creating something that aligns with your values. Mm. It's really easy to buy into the, uh, the Instagram version of life or uh, mm. some version of life that appears to be appealing, but the reality of living it is not what fits for you. So mm. be aware that uh, what you're choosing may be influenced by by media or by other people more than mm-hmm. uh, it aligns with your own internal mm-hmm. values. And there's, there's a lot that could be said about that. That could be a whole conversation. That could be a whole hour. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's, I've often thought maybe we should put a values process in here, Jeff, but I think we just encourage people to go out and get really clear about their values. There's processes that mm-hmm. you, you go through to determine your values and that can take, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 hours of thinking and going through checklists. And there's, there's, there's places and people out there that can do that for mm-hmm. you. But for the purpose of today, it's just to remind you to pay attention to the influences in your life and what's mm-hmm. driving you. And it goes back to some of the previous podcasts talking about uh, thought forms uh, emotions that are, you know, showing up in our awareness and we may think are our thoughts, but they're mm-hmm. could be coming from these influences. Like you say, whether it's social media or cultural or just local things that are occurring that, uh, yeah, they're not really you. Um, and, um, uh, they, you know, they could color your, your intentions. So that that's, yeah, that's great. I really like that. Maybe that will take us to a thousand out of a thousand there, Clayton. Yeah, that's right. We didn't measure it since we put that in there. So we might have to get Mm -hmm. out the arm and see what it says. Yeah. 
so the um, focusing on taking the uh, the next step. Um, so again, this is one of the general principles that you know once you you get um, in intention and you're getting clear about that that you're starting to have st- you know steps going forward, a plan, and that naming those you know could be really helpful. Because when you name it, then, you, you know, you can put it on a sticky, you can, you can have a list and you've kind of boiled it down to a, to a name, you know, um, you know, an example is you, you want to improve your health. You have a health goal, kind of an overall well-being and health goal. And a step could be exercise rather than, you know, running twice a day, you, you know, you have an exercise uh, kind of boil it down so that that can be helpful in this process of, of, of creating your, your manifesting process here. And then timing, timing again, there, um, in your planning, as Clayton said, that the, the kind of specific, um, tangible, um, part of, part of, part of your intention is, can be timing. Yeah. So now let's go into the actual the actual process. So this is um, starting the magnetizing meditation. You could call it a prayer as well. And um, you know, it's really looking to increase the synergies and the synchronicities and the flow and the ease. And again, you don't have to write this down. It's uh, in the show notes. Okay, I guess we'll pick up number A here. So let's decide what you, so we've, we've chosen what we want to do. We focus on taking the next um, step. And then this is more of using, you know, the mental part of it, uh, different than, you know, the last step, which is, you know, taking action in the world. So we decide what we're magnetizing. We, um, you know, take some small realistic steps, write it down, and writing it down may help. Then we create a simple, clear visual image. And this is where um, this distinction we talked about earlier is debated in the world a lot. So if you're looking to um, purchase that car, for example, some people say you should be seeing yourself behind the wheel of the car, driving it and enjoying yourself. Other people say you should be seeing yourself in the car from a third person point of view, and noticing yourself going down the road in the car, seeing that person smiling and seeing joy on their face, positive, a positive emotion. And there is people out there who say the more positive emotion you can, you can create, the, the quicker it might come into manifestation. Uh, the point for us today in this step is that the, if the mind assumes it has something, it loses incentive to create it. So if you see yourself behind the wheel, the mind assumes it has it and it does not have the same incentive to create it. Hmm. So having the other third part, third person position, seeing yourself enjoy it, it tends to stimulate the mind or it stimulates the mind more because it's seeing the picture of joy out in front of it. And it wants to create that. Now, hmm. 
you might not agree with this, but we uh, we did a lot of research on it, and uh, the third per- the third person position of seeing yourself uh, enjoy it rather than being behind the wheel enjoying it is more powerful in terms of manifesting. So that's the mm-hmm. uh, that's you know that's that's uh, that's our opinion. Mm-hmm. And and you've tested that as being you know a high higher a consciousness approach. I assume on this step to to have that that clear visual third person image. Yes, we've written out both processes and tested the level of consciousness or truth of the perception of each of them. And the third person one is uh, well, the first person one is actually much lower than than the third person one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So this this step of creating that clear image that you're going to use, you know, for the rest of this process is really important. And I see it, I see it all the time in myself and in meetings sometimes where the image gets like, there's too many things, there's four or five things. And there, they, they may be images, but they're, in this case, we're talking about a one clear visual image of the third party look of at the joy and the excitement of of, be, of having that, um, and then that clear image kind of goes through this whole process, um, rather than trying to put too much into one manifestation process. You would take one image, take it through, and then if you have something else, you come back and you can run through it again rather than trying to put too many things in the bucket at the same time. Is that, yeah. you agree with that Clayton? Yeah. At some mm. point you have to get enough energy moving on that image to, uh, mm. to have it start to create something. And mm-hmm. if you take, you know, the 10 units of energy that you have and you put two units of energy into each, you know, to five different things, then it might not have enough energy to, uh, to bring it into manifestation. So it's typically best mm-hmm. to focus on one thing, and uh, get some momentum on it, and then pick something else, mm-hmm. and you know, get some momentum on that. Mm-hmm. So the exercise example, you would see yourself from a third-party perspective. You know, at the end of a you know one-hour workout, you're smiling, you're feeling good, you're looking really strong, um, and that could be your image. Yeah that you would then take through the rest. Yeah. The image could just be showing up at the, you know, showing up a lot of times if you just bring the body, you know, the rest of it will happen. Right. We talked about that this morning. (laughs) Just, just showing up. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's probably step B of the magnetizing step C would be to quiet yourself. And uh, we have a a meditation that we're going to provide and that will be continued, but, you need to get really uh, present in your own body as you're doing this mm-hmm. and, you know, turn off your media, you know, don't doing this in traffic on the way to work. Isn't the ideal place, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Got to find a, a quiet place. Um, noise canceling headphones are a great invention and uh, you know, whatever works for you, but getting quiet and getting present that increases the the power because you're focused on on that thing and not all the interruptions mm-hmm. that could that could come in. 
then the next next step. So we're we've got we've got the vision clear. We've got a nice quiet spot. We've kind of moved into that quiet meditative state. Is connecting to a higher power, and that's however we conceive it. Uh, just a loving, benevolent power. And that seems to be this key spot of that spiritual will, moving things into this really uh, this 850 on the Hawkins map energy. How do you do that, Clayton? Or is there more that you'd like to say about that? Yeah, I mean, the word God triggers a lot of people. I mean, every heinous crime and that you can imagine has been committed in the name of God. Um, so I tend to think of it as divinity. I call upon divinity. Um, sometimes I call upon one of the uh, one of the masters. We'll call them, you know, people who walked the earth and demonstrated. Um, I guess uh, the highest, or at least perceived to be the highest expressions that we can have as humans in the Christian world. Jesus is, you know, probably the one that most people would relate to, and there's Krishna and um, Buddha. So I call upon one of those and uh, I call upon the archangel realm to help me connect to divinity. I typically call in other help mm. and, mm. Uh, mm. and, you know, eventually I start to feel that in my body. There's a kind of a state that my body goes into. It's, uh, you know, it just gets more and more relaxed. My shoulders drop. I tend to be a little bit warmer and sometimes I get some tingling. I just, I just notice my heart start to uh, beat slower, and then you, have come, you kind of come into that zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I do it. And we're inviting that those energies into the the vision that we that we created. Yeah, that would probably be the next step is to ask that higher power to have those energies come in and support the manifestation yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so it's connecting Mm -hmm. and then requesting that they help yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think you can ask too much (laughs) (laughs) or you can't i don't think you can ask too many people or too many you know too many beings depending how you see that that side of life or Mm -hmm. or you can you can't ask too much of the universe so i just Mm -hmm. you know if this is one area where i might spend a little bit too much time this is probably the one because I just keep asking and asking and asking. And then, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's we be steppy. Just mm-hmm. Ask divinity to call upon the grace of those those energies in the world, the grace of itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Bring it to me in a way that I can't imagine. Bring it with ease and grace. Um, mm-hmm. Bring it in your time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we, we might have a... Sp- smaller vision of what's needed we're just asking this higher power this aspect of creation to this divinity creator however we think of it to bring in everything that would be helpful to us to manifest this vision this vision uh that we can't even think of Mm -hmm. um i really like this idea of asking for help and it's something that's just been proven over and over to me with our work in FLFE and my own personal work is just, if you don't ask, you don't, you know, the help, maybe this is free will and 
that when you ask, you're opening yourself up to this help in a different way. So it seems like a really important step that asking for all these aspects of creation, these positive aspects to come in and help us manifest the vision. Yeah. I mean, the more you get aligned with a mission that serves yourself and the greater good and, and all of creation, if you will, the more it seems that there's help available as well, which is kind of interesting how that mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're looking at, uh, we had clear the restraints. That's now number F. And so we typically ask a higher power to clear anything, uh, from the past that is restraining this mm-hmm. from happening. And then we'll ask uh, it to clear, it to clear anything from the present that's restraining this from happening. And then we typically ask the higher power to clear anything in the future. So mm-hmm. as we move forward and we're able to create this, we want to maintain it joyfully. So we ask for those things in the future that, uh, you know, particularly, I typically think around these steps, Jeff is more the karma part. The things that I can't mm, see, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, you just call upon the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. or the grace of divinity. And then like we were talking yesterday about restraints versus obstacles, mm-hmm. you know, the languaging and the restraints is more appropriate to higher consciousness in this process to use the word restraints. Uh, because it might be... Um, you know, an obstacle, you tend to think of a big boulder in your way or something like that, but a, but a restraint could be a belief system or um, a belief that I can only accept this much good into, into me, not, you know, all the good that's there for me. So that's a restraint that we could ask to be to clear. And like you said, from the past, it could be ancestral, mm-hmm. this lifetime, could be previous lifetimes, anything that's... Uh, could be restraining the vision for manifesting. Yeah. When you're choosing words like this, if you have a particular association with a word, you know, restraint or restraining then you know, use what works for you, but as a, you know, as a measurable kinesiological response to the word that would be higher for humanity, obstacle mm-hmm. tends to be associated with something physical and restraining mm-hmm. tends to be, you know, associated with something that is, more than phys- physical and more than physical. So again, just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you got to find what works for you. We're just giving you general principles. Mm-hmm. And then number G is, um, is asking your higher power that, that your good deeds and the goodwill associated with you be applied as grace. And so this is mm-hmm. asking for uh, some of the goodwill you've created in life to mm-hmm. be, I call it cashing in the chips a little bit, you know, Mm-hmm. We're all doing some good out there. Um, you know, that, that's been debated by a lot of people. But for those of you who are listening to this and you're this far into the interview, you, you're probably on the path, as many of us say, on the spiritual path. And mm-hmm. you can, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask for the good that you've created in the world be applied to help you manifest this. Because, you know, if you're setting goals, that bring more joy into your life, there's typically a benefit to the rest of life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so asking that the history of your good deeds be applied to this as, as grace. Mm-hmm. And then you can mm-hmm. go back into the vision and, uh, you know, feel the feeling of it being complete and done and, uh, and seeing that joy 
uh, the you know from the third person point of view again, and uh, and being present with the third person perspective of the joy that that person you're seeing, mm. being present with the joy they're having and the gratitude mm. that they're feeling, and um, and just thanking the higher power for helping you complete it. So you assume that it's completed, mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to manifest it and you give thanks. Mm-hmm. And so again, all this is written in great detail, uh, but those are, mm-hmm. those are a little more granular aspects to uh, asking for the, you know, your good deeds to be uh, applied to bringing this next level of, mm-hmm. of joy into your life and into the world around you. And I know when we, created this there was a three minutes like Mm. kind of a timer on holding this feeling feeling of gratitude and you know seeing the vision and the joy and of it completed and and that gratitude to the to to the higher power where did the three minutes come from was that a calibration yeah there's been uh there's different manifestation courses out there that talk about you know there's a certain level of focus that comes into play when you're at 68 seconds and, you know, 120 seconds, there's different people believe different things. The point is you need to give it some time. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's something that happens around three minutes that, uh, crosses a threshold of you being in that state where Mm -hmm. if you're seeing yourself experiencing that joy and you're able to hold it for a couple of minutes, then it, it amplifies the, uh, that coming into existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just good to have a number so you can put to it. I mean, um, you know, I typically have my phone around, so or have some type of alarm clock and I'll just time myself at this point, because when you get mm-hmm. into that, you know, if you have more time, great, but sometimes the mind starts to wander after a while, but usually, you know, if you can mm-hmm. hold it for three minutes, then, you know, longer is great, but then you can turn it off. And you know that it's only going to be a certain amount of time. You can go on with your with your next thing, uh, mm-hmm. or you can you know you can hold it longer if if you're in that in the place to do so. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is run through this a few times with different visions. Like once I've gone through that three minutes or more, and I've really marinated in that vision, that I may have another vision queued up. Um, and then, you know, go back up to that, you know, really refining that third person view of that vision and taking it through all these same steps. Um, it's part of really getting, getting some energy, like you were saying before on that particular vision. And then once that feels complete, you, you know, can move on, continue to stay in this kind of nice state that you're in and kind of do another run through with a different vision. And as we said, if what we'd said earlier is true about this multidimensional aspect, you know, the more energy that you have on it, the more solidity it has uh, and the more likely it is to come through in the manifesting. Yeah. If you've gone this far through the process and you've spent three minutes, you're probably in a good state. And then once you're in that good state, if you've got the time, you can, you know, it's easier to go back through it again because you're, you're, you're in the right frame of mind. And mm-hmm. so that, yeah, that's a good, that's a good reminder, Jeff. So we'll have a, you know, a printed version of this that you could use and refer to as you go through the steps. 
Well, the, the takeaway for today is, you know, we provided you with some tools and um, we'd love for you to, to try it, see how it works for you. And as we said um, earlier, the, the more specific and clear that it can be that's in, in a small step that you can then see the results of. And it's always great to um, take it in small steps, get the results quickly rather than the the really large vision that might might take time to, to manifest something that can show up for you relatively quickly. Yeah, there might be some uh, some new uh, new things to consider in this in this manifestation process, or you might just find it interesting to have a, to be reminded. And it, there is a, a science to it, and there's an art to it. The science is, mm-hmm. you know, we've laid out the, the calibrated measurable truth of the process as high as we could get it and Mm -hmm. um, that's the science part and the art is really making it work in your life it's finding the time to do it it's uh, getting a team of people on board if that's what works for you there's a part of this process that you have to make your own and that's i think where the artistry comes in it's having that unique expression of you as the only person that is you you know, on the planet and the only person that's ever been you. And there's an artistry to finding your own way with this process and other ones. So that's the artistry. And uh, we thank you for sharing this time with us and good luck with your manifestations. And we'll probably be talking about this more in the future, Jeff. This is a big topic in the world. And Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the feedback you give us, we can dig into, um, a piece of it in more detail and we'd be glad to do that because it's a really it's a really fascinating topic thank you for joining fields of consciousness the podcast of consciousness conversations we invite you to visit the link below the episode to experience a completely free trial of focus life force energy for 15 days If you like, you can subscribe to the Fields of Consciousness podcast and tune in next time. We release new episodes every other week on Tuesdays at 11.11 a.m. PST. Onward and upward.